Chapter 10 of Eastern Stories and Legends by Marie Louise Shedlock. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Max Holloway. Chapter 10 The Horse That Held Out to the End. And it came to pass that the Buddha to be came to life in the shape of a horse, a thoroughbred small horse, and he was made the king's destrier surrounded by pomp and state. He was fed on a squizzive three-year-old rice, which was always served up to him in a golden dish worth a hundred thousand pieces of money. And the ground of his stall was perfumed with four odors. Round his stall were hung crimson curtains, while overhead was a canopy studded with stars of gold. On the wall were festooned wreaths, and garlands of fragrant flowers, and a lamp fed with scented oil was always burning there. Now all the kings round converted the kingdom of Benares. Once seven kings passed Benares and sent a missive to the king, saying, Either yield up your kingdom to us or give battle. Assembling his ministers, the king of Benares laid the matter before them and asked what he was to do. Said they, You ought not to go out to battle in person, sire, in the first instance. Dispatch such and such a knight out first to fight him, and later on, if he fail, we will decide what to do. Then the king sent for that knight and said to him, Can you fight the seven kings, my dear knight? Said he, Give me but your noble destrier, and then I could fight not only seven kings, but all the kings in India. My dear knight, take my destrier, or any horse you please, and do battle. Very good, my sovereign lord, said the knight, and with a bow he passed down from the upper chambers of the palace. Then he had the noble destrier led out and sheathed in mail, arming himself too, and grinding on his sword. Mounted on his noble steed, he passed out of the city gate, and with a lightning charge broke down the first camp, taking one king alone, and bringing him back a prisoner to the soldier's custody. And this went on until six kings had been made prisoner. Then the noble horse received a wound, which streamed with blood and caused him much pain. Perceiving that the horse was wounded, the knight made it lay down at the king's gate, loosened its mail, and set about arming another horse. But the horse, perceiving this, said, The other horse will not be able to break down the seventh camp and capture the seventh king. He will lose all that I have accomplished. The peerless knight will be slain and the king will fall into the hands of the foe. I alone and no other horse can break down the seventh camp and capture the seventh king. So he called to the knight and repeated these words, and added, I will not throw away what I have already done. Only have me set upon my feet and clad again in my armor, and I will accomplish my work. The king had the horse set upon his feet, bound up his wound, and armed him again in proof. 
mounted on the destier, he broke down the seventh camp and brought back alive the seventh king. They led the horse to the king's gate, and the king came up to look at him. Then said the great being, Great king, slay not these seven kings. Bind them by an oath, and let them go. Let the knight enjoy the honor due to us both. As for you, exercise charity, keep the ordainments, and rule your kingdom in righteousness and justice. When the horse had thus exhorted the king, they took off his mail, but as they were taking off his piecemeal, he passed away. The king had the body buried with due respect, bestowed great honors on the knight, and sent the kings to their homes. After exacting from each an oath, never to war upon him any more. And he ruled his kingdom in righteousness and justice, passing away when his life closed, to fare thereafter according to his deserts. The story was told by the master about a brother who gave up preserving. Brethren, in bygone days the wise and good preserved even in hostile surroundings. And even when they were wounded, they did not give in. Whereas, you who have devoted yourselves to so saving the doctrine, how comes it that you give up preserving? End of chapter 10. Recording by Max Holloway.